good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Junior Senior Two Views Podcast. It's Saturday, the 28th of January. It's about 11.17 at night, which means it's Friday elsewhere on the other side of the world. Let's start with the first question. I'll, so, start, I'll do the first one. Yep. Let's do the divisional cat round recap. We'll start with um, a moment of silence yeah. for the beloved New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Who's run well and truly ended against the Eagles? Yeah, it was a, last week. It was a it was a massacre. I mean, it's look. I'm, I wasn't too angry about it. Look, they're two different classes of team right now. The Giants. I can't be angry at how the season has gone for them. Uh, in fact, I'm ecstatic about how the season has gone for them. They had next to no talent on their roster, and they had to deal with cap hell this year, and yet they found ways to win. And they won their first playoff game for the first time since I was in year three, folks. So I'm very, very happy about how the season has gone for the Giants. And I'm very excited about what comes this offseason. Yeah, um, look, unlike you, you left when it was well and truly out of reach. I stuck around to watch the, watch the game finish. And, you know, clearly the Giants were outclassed in this game. Uh, the numbers themselves are, are staggering towards the Eagles side. I mean, they had 268 yards of rushing. Uh, they controlled the clock. Uh, they had better third down efficiency. Everything stacked in their favor. So the Giants were already behind the eight ball to start with. And clearly they don't have the talent. I think, look, Brian Dable all season was doing it with smoke and mirrors. He was a magician. The great Dabellini, if you will. He was able to to mix and match and find the right combination. But he also had a great coaching staff. Yeah. So now going forward, there's a few things to think about. You know, yeah. Who do you who do you sign? Can you sign both Saquon and Daniel and Daniel Jones at the same time? Saquon is a, reportedly balked at a twelve million dollar per year contract. I don't know for how long, no details. But you're going to sign Daniel Jones. Um, can you keep your staff? Because Wink Martindale has been tapped on the shoulder by he's been interviewing with teams, and so is Mike Kafka. Oh yeah, and you, ha- you have so to. You, have you don't know what's going to happen you there. Ha- you have to keep those guys, like. But you might not, because this is what happens every year, right? Yeah. Playoff teams go right, and their coaching staff gets looked at by the other teams that didn't make it. But you got to keep Wink Martindale. Like Mike Kafka might be gone, but you got to keep Wink. Yeah, but you might like, not. He, it's just the way it is. He's the this, he's he's the key to why this defense was so good. Right, but you know yeah. this is what happens. Coordinators who of teams who make it to the playoffs, right? Yeah, they're the ones who get looked at by the teams who had no shot or lose. Yeah. So the Texans. As the on a clock, they're looking for a new coach. What, yeah, so. what self-respecting coach would want to go to the Texans? A coach right has now. never coached before. Yeah, that's right. Not not a not yeah, a, probably from right. from college. Not a Sean not, Payton, not, but not, not Sean you know. Payton. No, of course not. Not, not Wink Martindale. Yeah. Not Mike Kafka. Yeah. Who would go to the Texans right now? They're a mess. Anybody who hasn't coached before. Yeah, right. but in the college, not the pros. All right, moving on. Yeah, Jaguar Chiefs. This was uh, a bit of a scare for the Chiefs. Uh, you had Mahomes going down with that ankle injury, but he toughed it out, dude. And he put on a really, really good performance. Henny stepped in for a bit, carried himself well. And the Jaguars played admirably. Uh, you'd have to wonder if, um, he, if their, uh, D-man didn't, if their receiver didn't drop that pass. Maybe we're talking about a much closer game, but Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. Uh, the Chiefs held on, and now they're through the AFC Championship game. This is um, th- there's one thing about the the Jaguars. You're looking at this team that went from just a complete catastrophe organizationally from 
uh, Urban Meyer <laughs> to uh, to now, and you're looking at this team. Finally, hmm. finally, something good since yeah. the Saxonville days. Yeah. So, um, look, I'm, I'm not. We don't know how bad the injury is for Mahomes because it looked bad on when they showed it over and over again. Um, you got to give big props to Chad Henney. He marched the team down from like near the goal line all the way down for a touchdown. That was his only series. Yeah. So you know, Chad Henney was only in there for you know one series, but that was an important drive, despite the fact that he came off the bench. I mean, yeah. Who does that? But I'm, I'm a couple of things for Jacksonville. Bad pass by Trevor Lawrence leading to a pick on one of the drives. Yeah, it was hasty with the fumble towards the goal line. They were ready to sort of tie that game. They didn't. I, I'm not sure defensively what happened because Mahomes is working with one leg. Yeah. As great as he is, I don't. I'm not sure the defense. They sh- I would have been blitzing every five seconds. Look, forget about where he's throwing the ball. Put some pressure on him. Smell blood. So I, I look. I don't know what happened there, but you can't. I agree. Uh, Doug Peterson certainly. Was up, look, there, was, was up there as coach of the I'm, year. Look, I'm eating crow about Doug Peterson. If you're thinking back to late 2020 season, yeah. he was fired in disgrace from the Eagles for his over-analytical approach. Well, that and stopping the Giants from he, getting the play. How he benched Hurts for Sudfeld. And um, that wasn't even the main gripe about mm, that for yeah. me. Because the Giants were making the playoffs that year to begin with. Mm-hmm. so And they didn't even deserve the playoffs that year anyway. So I was happy that they didn't make the playoffs because it would have justified Judge staying around another mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. So and, and he he left because he benched Hurts for Nate Sudfeld. That was a stupid move, but that was then. This is now, and he's done a phenomenal job because um, one, he's given a calming presence to this locker room, and two, he knows how to deal with meddlesome GMs, i.e., Trent Baalke. Well, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. Sec- more importantly. You know, Trevor Lawrence found you know found his talent. Yeah, he found the right coach to to harness that talent. So, move on. Yeah, what's next? And and people were doubting him, man. Yeah, I never doubted Trevor Lawrence. I knew he was going to be special. They were next. Okay, Uh, we're gonna look at the Bills and Bengals. Yes. Now this is the one I called for the Bengals too. I called the Bengals on this one. Yeah. This was about the Bengals winning, and I, I said the Bengals had a real good chance. And it was it was already doubtful from the beginning. Wow, I, like I'm really surprised that this happened. The you got there's one thing you got to look at with the Bills that they had a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but they just came out flat in this game. Came yeah. out real flat. Yeah, it just felt like they were like they didn't they weren't going to commit to the run. They no. never did. Not and really. The and when they did pass, they were the the. Bengals defense, man, they have dogs on that defensive line that were just bearing down on the Bills' offensive line, which performed real poorly. Josh Allen could only scramble so much, and he it's still he's it, remember he's still banged up. So this uh, so, and it begs the question for the Bills: Where the hell do you go from here? Because um, um and I've seen a lot of people saying that their window is uh, closed. No, when you have a franchise quarterback like Josh Allen, your window's not going to be closed for a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and when you have a contract for five more years with Von Miller, um, that's going into his mid to late thirties, your window's not going to be closed. Okay, so just to answer these questions, uh, the Bills looked horrible. They were yeah, they, they were, were they were hot garbage. 
they could not stop Cincinnati in either aspect. They could not stop the run. They could not stop the pass. Joe Burrow was protected for the most part. I'm looking at the stats here. He doesn't here. need to be protected. I'm looking at, but, but it's not even that. I'm looking at the stats. He was you know, sacked once. So that offensive line, they poured the money into it last season. Remember, that was... Well, the, Lyle Collins is injured. That's the big thing. But I'm just saying, that was the big issue with the Bengals last season. And there was... Look, the Bengals are a team that's playing with a chip on their shoulder right now. Yeah. Because at the end of the game, Joe Burrow said, fans need to get the refund. Because they were already having fans sign up for the neutral zone site between the Bills and the Chiefs. And the Bengals feel slighted by the NFL. Oh, so yeah. So the, the Chiefs, the, the Bengals are playing with a big-time chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And as for the Bills... Vaughn Miller's loss was huge. That really took it out. Micah, and Micah, Micah Hyde. Hyde being out. That, that was Those are two huge losses. I don't know. Toward the end of the season, uh, Allen looked erratic. It was already very uncertain that the Bills were going to do well in this game. And it, it, they, just, they just didn't perform well. So I don't know about the window closing. But when each season passes and your division foes will you know, get better, we don't know what the future looks like for... You know Miami and, and New England, especially the Jets, it's hard to maintain that. So yeah. there was a lot of people who said, you know, Bills going to the Super Bowl, Bills this, Bills that. But this is the, this is going to be probably the harder pill yeah. to swallow because they had everything set up to get there. Yeah. They had the home field, and that was what they wanted, and they blew it. This yeah, was a they, big they loss. It was a massive loss. This was like, a huge loss. But I don't think their window is closed from here. They may need. A uh, identity refresh in coaching. They may need to. Maybe they need adjust. to move on from McDermott. I don't know. No, maybe they, I don't think. McDermott, maybe they need an offensive coach. I, think, I don't know. I, I think. I think you move on from Dorsey. I think his tactics over time wore wore wow. thin. All right. Next up. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. 49ers Cowboys. Look, <laughs> for a lot of things that Stephen A. gets wrong, he is always right about the Cowboys. What can go wrong will go wrong. And what went wrong in this game? Basically everything. First of all, Brett Maher missing the kick. And yes, it was blocked. It was going to miss anyway, Mm -hmm. besides the tip on the line. And Dak played horribly. Dak played bad. But in saying that, I don't think this was all on Dak. Now, what did I say about the Cowboys all season long? What was going to hold them back was McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and a lack of discipline. Mm. They were the most penalized team in the league all year long for the second straight season running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What killed them in this game? Penalties. Penalties. Seven Seven for 50. Penalties and Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy's expert play calling. Now, there was a big moment with the Kittle drive where that incredible fluky catch which he managed to secure that was for a 29-yard game. That was a big catch. But after that, can we not talk about the Wilson personal foul, which was a which was a brain fart? I don't know why he did that. 15-yard 15-yard um, penalty, mm-hmm. holding penalty on the line, yep. five-yard penalty. Yep. That's another 20 yards. Yeah. That and that managed they managed to stop um, 40, the 49ers, which only got them three points. Mm. Well, only got them three points. Of a deficit, mm-hmm. but then the defense eventually got tired. And the dude, look, give props to the Cowboys' defense. They showed up. They played amazingly, and they deserved so much better than what they got. Mm-hmm. But 
Eventually, they got tired, mm-hmm. and it allowed McCaffrey to just waltz into the end zone. Yeah. Um, and then on the last play, this is so Cowboys-esque. Mm-hmm. They decide to run Zeke Elliott as the center, which he promptly gets pile-drived. Mm. With two blitzers going at Dak, he is forced to overthrow the ball to the tight end, who immediately gets tackled. Game over. That's the most Cowboys way to lose a playoff game I've ever seen. Okay. So, I agree. The penalties killed the Cowboys, but it was no offense. And they went from a team that we saw against the Buccaneers really had everything they could possibly do. To control the offense and run up and down the field. It was the Bucks. Come on. And I know, like we it's said, but like we said, we understand this. I believe that Tony Pollard's injury absolutely took the air out of their game. That took the air out of their sails. Oh yeah. When Tony Pollard got injured, I look, and I think also the defense played well as well as it could, but they really didn't get to Brock Purdy. He didn't get touched. No. He didn't get sacked once. No. He didn't get no, sacked didn't. once. Um, the same. Look, the same could go. You could talk about the same for. I mean, Dak Prescott had a horrible game. No, he was bad. He, he yeah. could not. You could not ask for a worse performance, particularly when when it, when they really needed big plays. They just couldn't get it. So yeah. the the 49ers defense rose up, and yeah. unlike the Buccaneers, stopped the Cowboys from scoring. Especially Fred Warner. Yeah. he was incredible. Right. So he now, so now, I mean, you don't know. You don't know what, what is it. What is in the mind of Jerry Jones? Because Jerry Jones isn't going to be happy. Yet the Cowboys won. You know, the first playoff game in this long. But now they lose again in another divisional game. Another, uh, in another divisional round game. So now you wonder. Dan Quinn is coming back. He said he's got unfinished business, so he's staying. Oh, that's lucky. Huh. All right. That's... And then uh, you don't know about Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore's being tapped for being the next you know, <laughs> Wonderkin coach. Why, why do so. teams want to hire him as a head coach when he's done terribly as an OC in a smaller role? You never Our know. teams, uh, I honestly... The Texans might do that. Honestly, he know, might be know. stupid enough to go go work for the Texans. All right. So now but we the the Cowboys, man, just keep being okay. you. Yeah. Keep so, being you. So now we are faced with the the championship weekend. This mm-hmm. is where it's at. It's going to be Sunday, Monday. Here we'll watch it. The first game on tap is going to be the 49ers taking on the Eagles in Philly. Yeah. What say you? I'm saying the Niners on this one. Wow. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say the Niners. This might be one of the toughest lots of championship games to predict mm-hmm. that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um just because it could go any way. Um like any matchup you you conceive of could happen. Sure. So I believe that the the Philadelphia Eagles will win okay. this football game. Okay. Um just simply because I feel like um over the past two weeks, I think the 49ers defense has been good. Mm-hmm. But if if Fred Warner does not play up to the standard that he did in the Cowboys game, mm-hmm. I have a fear. And the the mistakes that the um, the 49ers made mistakes offensively against the Cowboys and gave the Cowboys opportunities to get back into into that game. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that against Philadelphia, okay. a fleshed out unit. Okay. So and, and if they Make mistakes like that again, which I think they might, because mm-hmm. this is going to be a big, a massive. If if this week was a big test for last week was a big test for for Brock Purdy, this is going to of be course. huge. Of course. So I, but I don't believe that 
the 49ers will win this football game. Okay. I think okay. it will be the Eagles. All right. So the next game is the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Bengals have had the Chiefs number three times. Yeah. Will it be a fourth time? I'm going to go with the road team. I'm going road team this weekend. I think the Bengals have a huge chip on their shoulder. The defense is it's at it. They are they're just all over the field. Um Mahomes and the and the ankle will be tested a lot. I can see the defense being unleashed on him. He's going to have to run for his life and I think that's that ankle's still a problem. Um and that is the massive that is the massive Kermit the Frog in the room. Of if course you will. it is. Of course. I mean be- look because yeah. because of that injury, is he going to be at 100%? Right. So the issue is whether or not they the Bengals can stop the run because I can see them running Pacheco heavy in order to offset Mahomes not running. So also uh, yeah. the also the Chiefs secondary sucks. <laughs> the Chiefs secondary is it's bad. Bad. It's always a bend it's, don't break it's, defense. It's no it's no no no. This year it's especially bad. Okay. It's not a good unit. Their second in recent years, okay, I've given it a pass. Their secondary is not good this year. Mm-hmm. They they desperately miss guys like they could desperately miss Tyron Matthew. Their secondary stinks. Right. So I feel like if if they clamp down on the run. Yeah, I think the Bengals might just shift shift to the pass. So I just think the Bengals. I are say just coming in with health I'm money. going to agree with you. You're I, say th- the I think the Bengals have the momentum. Really, and they have the pieces falling their way. This is a have, different team they, this year. They have the narratives to go far, but and this to is go a different the, team. Go back to the big game. So it's I'm, a different team. Yeah, this year. it is it's not oh. a Cinderella thing. It's yeah, like, it's, last year was Cinderella business. This year's yeah, they, we they won the division them. outright. We expect them to okay. be here. Okay. So I'm saying that the Bengals and uh, Eagles will we'll, be in the Super Bowl. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll move on now. Yes. Um, let's look at the next question. Pure speculation, but could the Jets really be interested in signing Aaron Rodgers? And there was a, a salvo fire. We don't know, but the, un- but the also- once unemployed Nathaniel Hackett is now employed oh as the Lord. offensive coordinator. This is a guy who didn't finish the season as coach of the Broncos. Why? And um, hired this is Byron Left, which was out there. I just said it last week, folks. I don't understand. I'm I confused. can guarantee you that's a Woody Johnson <coughs> that is a Woody Johnson decision right there. That is a Woody Johnson decision. Leave it to the Jets. No, Joe Douglas would not be approving of that move. That's a Woody Johnson veto decision to get Nathaniel Hackett as their OC. Because why is why was the dude even qualified as an OC or head coach to begin with? His offenses have always been lackluster, even during his times in Jacksonville oh, well. and mm. as the Packer at the Packers. Because it's not what you know. Yeah, it's, it's a who you who know. You know. It's a who and you who's know Nathaniel Hackett's father? Paul. Yeah, Paul Hackett, former offense coordinator. Yeah, so he's just following Dad's footsteps. Yeah. So, but I, think- I don't know what, what this means. I mean, I cannot see. Aaron Rodgers saying, "Let me leave, let me leave this environment behind where I'm beloved, and walking into a pit like like the toughest media capital in all the world, where speculation about the Jets has always been their crap, and more pressure on everybody around the team going into this next season." Also, you have a certain. Why would you do? You that? also have a certain Zach Wilson breathing down your neck. One and not that, one sitting on the bench. That doesn't yeah, matter. But one in that starting job back. But I can't see Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. I just it just and plus for the money that he'd want, forget it. And the draft and, and the draft capital. 
Green Bay already said they want two first-round picks. Yeah, of course. At at least yeah. two first-round picks. I think that's fair. I don't I don't see him going anywhere, but we'll see what happens. Me neither. I don't. All right. I, yeah. Your next question. Here. All right. Next question we got here. Could history be repeating itself with another black coach missing out on an NFL head coaching job? Steve Wilkes was also see let you, go. See Steve? Yeah, exactly um, why I've said um, that question. Um, see you, Steve. Yeah. It's been fun. You were 6-6 six and six as yeah, a coach, but I, not good enough. Let's look, bring in Frank Reich. Look, I, I really liked what Steve Steve Wilkes was doing. Honestly. Seriously. Like, he went from a terrible uh, job done in Arizona when he was fired after just one year, which just proved how incompetent the Rooney Rule really is. Mm-hmm. And now he did a really good job with a beleaguered Panthers team. That had sent yeah. that rule packet. Yeah. With the same roster. And now... And su- Sam Donald's suddenly, suddenly Tepper goes, you know what? I want my splash hire. Let me get, let me get Frank Reich. Splash. That's all, that's all, te- that's all Tepper's of tenure course. has been. Splash, splash hires. Splash. So, splash moves. So, you know, it's sort of beginning to feel like that again. So it appears that Steve Wilkes has joined... Brian Flores in the lawsuit against the NFL. Not surprising there. I think is, no. I think know. he was already in it. Well, and he was already in it. Was last he already year. in it? Okay. Yes, because so of the whole Arizona well, this, debacle. This, this will add to it as well. Yeah. So it just feels like this is going to be vu. one of those things. I mean, there's still jobs out there for 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 vacancy. You wonder. I mean, names like Eric Bieniemy. Um, I think know. he. No, I think he sticks around with. Kansas City. Right, but he's never been even identified as somebody to be a head coach. I wonder why. I don't understand what he. he he's a potential. Right he's always been a potential one. He was tabbed as one possibly last year, but maybe this year. But I think he maybe sticks around because he's comfortable where he is. But uh, so I think Bianini is sort of a special case in that regard. But okay, so D'Amico um, Ryan's is named. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan's as well. So you don't know like, what's going to happen here. Like, it just feels like it's one of those situations that. Like, there's no pecking order here. No, You know what I'm saying? Like, Frank yeah. Wright got fired before the season ended. Next minute, he's off the he's off the unemployment line. Yeah. That quickly. Like, it's not like there's an order of, okay, Frank Wright was just fired. It he can wait. It doesn't Someone feel, else can come. It doesn't feel like there's... And let me just make it very clear. I, I'm of the opinion that Sean Payton will not be a head coach. No, he's not. I just think no. they, he's still connected to the Saints. They want a lot for him. He should just go back to New Orleans, say to Dennis Allen, thanks, but no thanks. You can be my DC And again. also, uh, also, here's the thing. Like, you, it, if it, people claim that the meritocracy is real, and that's a whole other conversation in itself, it certainly doesn't exist in the NFL. Mm. Even with, it, as we said, it's a who-you-know industry. Of course Foot, it is. Football is a who-you-know industry. Right. So that already gets rid of the whole meritocracy thing. Then you're bringing in the whole Rooney Rule thing. Yeah, well. Like... Like, is it even like it's such a blanket rule? It's that open for interpretation. That doesn't even do anything. Well, I you think, can say I, as a you can say as an owner that this is who you interviewed, so they can turn around and say, and, "Well, Frank Reich was the right coach." And for the don't think, Panthers. don't think, Giants, don't think I forgot about the whole mess you did with Dable. And even though I love Dable and I love I love the it wasn't hire, his fault. it wasn't his fault. And I love the job that he's done with this team, cleaning up for the stank that was last season. The way you did it was disgusting. Okay. The, that was the way it came about oh. was disgusting. Let's move on. Yeah, moving on. What to take from the sh- recent Shannon Sharp, Dylan Brooks, Memphis Grizzlies beef? That was some. That that was some. Just a foolishness. bunch of guys just. 
that trolling was, each other. That was some foolishness. This is an example of that just some social media. That was just some, the new breed. That of was just, some serious foolishness. Oh my god! What what the hell was Shannon Sharp thinking? Seriously, I don't wouldn't. Seriously, ma- hey, sorry. I watched his. I watched the the statement he made on. Um, I watched a clip from Undisputed um, where he made the statement and he apologized yeah, for his actions. Yeah, but I don't know what he's apologizing but, for. Well, to be honest. No, no, no. Uh, that was foolishness. Yeah, no, no, no. I, no. Look, I'm the first one to criticize Memphis, and I'll get to that in a little bit. But that was some real foolishness from Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. It was. I mean, he said Dylan it, Brooks couldn't guard LeBron. What, what, it, short it, was some, it was some foolishness. Mm-hmm. And then Team Moran getting involved was Fox extra extra, extra foolishness. Look, like, the whole situation was foolishness. Mal, in saying that and criticizing Shannon Sharp, let me get on Memphis real mm-hmm. quick. Stop talking all this crap when you ain't won nothing. Saying you're just going to run through the West. The Warriors are still around. You didn't beat them. Talk about the Pels are still around. Nuggets are in first place. Nuggets are in first place. Stop it. Okay. Y'all ain't done nothing. Okay, so I don't think looking listening to what Shannon Sharp said, I don't take anything from it that he was not saying anything that's not untrue. This no, is a guy who's won two Super Bowl championships. This is a guy who's a Hall of Famer. Yes, he's yes, he's a pundit on a show like anybody else, but I believe his resume speaks for itself. Someone like Skip Bayless, you can always criticize. Skip Bayless, you know, never done nothing. nothing. But someone like Shannon Sharp has done something. And I don't know, you know, what's, you know, those those words said, the next minute he's like, come over here. He's a big dude. I don't think he's anywhere near Look, I don't think anything that, uh, of that uh, Sharp said in regards to the Grizzlies before the whole blow up was particularly wrong. I think what he said was empirical and what he said was factual. However, the whole incident in Staples Center was just a joke and was foolishness. Of course. It was, so. it was immature as hell. Yes. Like, none of that needed to happen. Okay. None of that. Okay. If he wanted to express his opinion, he has a slot. On Fox with Bayless, that he can do that on. Yeah, but that's look. He, he already does. he already expressed his opinion. The bottom line was Dylan yeah. Brooks obviously saw Shannon Sharp in no, the front row. No, allegedly, allegedly Sharp was talking a bit of crap before, uh, which prompted Dylan Brooks to okay, talk back well, to him. Whatever. Look, which, if that's true, and I think it might be true, you need to stop. This is the new world we're in. Information that once used to take couple of days to generate or a few days to generate now is an instant snap of your fingers and there it is. Yeah. So let's move on. I just say it's it was You'll like this question. Soul image. You'll like this yeah. question. Tell me about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh Ooh. Ooh. What I does it say the that Artie Moreno has officially ended the exploratory process of selling the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and will remain the owner. Um Let me you, go? Yeah. You're you asking me this question? You can go. It says that Angels fans should uh, go to Dodger games because that's where the excitement's going to be at, not going into the Mausoleum Stadium and watching Shohei Atani have a great season and watching Mike Trout get hurt again and just seeing this team kind of being mediocre again. I swear, man. Like, it just feels like the Angels fans are just the most cursed fans in the entire league. Because you're watching two generational talents, generational talents of their sport, play beautiful baseball every single year, and it's wasted because 
The owner at the top will not stop meddling. Will not stop meddling. He doesn't know when to stop. It's the one thing that gnaws at him, and it's the one thing that just hampers him as an owner. So reportedly, you know, there was an exploratory process, and now he shut it down. Yeah, claiming citing unfinished business. Well, because because he he believes he's he's Jerry Jones. Mm. He's a fan, but he has no knowledge about the game whatsoever. Because all he does, look, I, this is more than I... Don't get into a whole big length about yeah, it. This is more than I can say for most yes. MLB owners. He spends money, but he doesn't spend it in the right way. Yeah. He ju- he doesn't want to trigger the luxury tax. In that case, say goodbye to Ch- Shohei Otani next offseason. Because yeah. you ain't re-signing him. Yeah. For starters, look, let's just make it very clear. Shohei Otani will be the first half million dollar man. Oh, yeah. So, that's for starters. Secondly... In the MLB, at second, least. Look, secondly, look, it appears that... Artie Moreno's not the first one to sign. He's, you, know, you could say at the time he was the first one to sign, you know, player like Albert Pujols and Mike Trout to long-term Josh contracts. Hamilton. Or, right, Josh Hamilton. Right, but he signed Robert, Albert Pujols was the biggest official in, right? Yeah. But you look at the Angels, and I would say from that perspective, their biggest weakness has always been their rotation. And pitching wins he's games. Never, so, no, you know. Because of these big contracts and he's never wanted to trigger the luxury tax, yes. they've always had to go dumpster diving on one-year reclamation projects, which got them Matt stuff Harvey. like stuff like Matt the Harvey. Tim Lincecum experiment and the Matt Harvey experiment. Noah Syndergaard. Julio Tehran. Noah Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. Like, stupid reclamation projects. He's, yeah, you have prospects like Reed Detmers and Sam Bachman. What are you going to do with Nate if they develop and Nate and... They demand money. What are you going to do then? Just let them go. For what? For for nothing? Okay. Like, Angels fans are in hell. Who's who's going to want to go to the ballpark? Seriously. The product is bad outside of Shohei and Trout. All right. Okay. A uh, couple things before yep. we wrap up the show. Uh, congratulations, Scott Rowland. Yeah. That's elected the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, I think the 18th third baseman or something like that yep. to be elected. Obviously, there's going to be debate around people's eligibility. Um, uh, A-Rod's in his second year, didn't get it. Uh, there were a couple Mets players that got snubbed, like Billy Wagner and whatnot. But Rowland is more than deserving, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's a great third baseman, and he's pretty underrated as an all-time third baseman. I think he's... Really up there. All right. So next one, happy belated birthday, Vince Carter. Vince Sanity, 46 it, years old. It, it, it feels like Vince has been around forever, man. He played for 20-odd yeah, years. Played, yeah, he he's played the longest-tenured NBA player ever. Yep. Um, and I we got the privilege to watch his final game at MSG uh, a couple of years back, and it was a great moment. It was, yeah. They, Especially they for me, watching out. Vince's old clips as a kid, mm. and I was just enamored. Yeah. Uh, especially his time as a Raptor and seeing him on the court was just in, a great moment. So happy birthday, Vince. Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider, what's the other thing we're looking at? Uh, happy birthday, Sean McVay. <laughs> one happy of birthday, the, Sean. One of the more, look, no matter how he, the rest of his career turns out, you can't deny that this dude is a visionary mm-hmm. and he has, and is a uh, rev- well, revolutionary. Visionary, in the NFL. he also has, you know, his own tree now where you have the different yeah. branches. You have, Brandon Staley, you have McConnell, you have, you know, other offshoots of Zach LaFleur, Taylor, all these other guys who have gone off to have quite successful uh, coach head coaching positions. So happy birthday to him! And the McDonald's All American Game is starting. So for those who don't know about that here in this in the states, every year this is the most highly touted 
high school players yep. who are going to college, but they get to showcase one their of skills. Them, one of them is Bronny. Bronny's on there. Yep. And you have you have the East, and then you have the West. And on the West, you have Bronny, you know, with Bronny James, of course, yep. LeBron James' son, and notably Andre Andreas Stoyakovich, Peja Stoyakovich's son. So We're it seeing. does carry the genes. That's so it'll be yeah. good to see what that happens there. Yeah. And on that note, we're finished. Yeah, uh, I think we can't we can't finish there. We have to mention this. Around this time, oh yeah, Sorry. three years ago, uh, Kobe Bryant was taken from us tragically. Yeah. Yep. To me, it still doesn't feel real that he is gone. Um, I always th- I do think about it from time to time, and then I'm like, and eventually it just comes up in my head. Oh my God, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Like you, you'll remember that day. I was a, uh, I was just uh, to put it, put it simply, a wreck. Yeah, I was like, I, I was shocked. Yeah, it's a shocking, shocking tragedy. Like but, I yeah. told you, yeah. and and we were both just yeah. shocked for the yeah. rest of the day. It was, it was a massive loss for the NBA and basketball community, um, and uh, I don't think it's ever gonna really sit right with the NBA community that he is gone. Well, I mean, it's tragic. Tragic circumstances. Yeah. All right. All right. That's our show for this week. Uh, if you come from TikTok, welcome. welcome. We do this once a week. Where are them emails? There are no. Send no, your... I just, send... I just guessed everybody has the answers and yep. then we're going to leave it there. Send, Surprise send, us. Send your questions. Surprise us with a question. Send your we'll love opinions. It. Give, us, give them the case. email address one more time. Junior, senior, two views all lowercase at gmail.com it's in the description of this podcast again that's junior senior two views at gmail.com it's in the description of this podcast go and shoot us anything you want well not anything but hot take question about it we may have a big announcement coming up soon maybe we'll see Uh, what happens we will see what happens with that but until then we'll see you next week adios